Core Confidence Life. Life. Welcome to the Core Confidence Life Personal Development Podcast. I am your host, Dennis, broadcasting to you right here in New York City. Don't forget to follow us on social media. That is Facebook, right? Facebook, find me on Facebook, Dennis R. Sumlin, you know. You can also find us on Twitter. Go over to that Twitter and find it out. Instagram. Sometimes I make postings on Instagram. I don't know. Who knows? And also go to our website, cclpodcast.com. That's cclpodcast.com. You can hear the back episodes of this show interview. And you can also give us feedback right there on the website. You can record your own voice right there through the website and send us feedback. All right. On today's program, we are interviewing someone who is an incredible man at an early age. So he is 22 years old. Brandon Smith is an author and podcaster. His book is called 25 Things to Know Before 22. And so if you are a young man growing up, or if you are a parent of a young man, or if you care about young men, you'll want to listen to this uh this interview. And he and I cover a wide range of topics around the category of personal development. So we talk about what is manhood compared to materialism. We get into a little bit of accountability, sex, body image, drugs, and everything that concerns young men today. So if you be that person and you want to hear a young up-and-coming man who is making a difference in his community and across the world, you're going to want to listen to this interview coming at you with me and author Brandon Smith helping young men find themselves, grow into themselves, so they can be their best self. Yeah! Right after this. Hi, I'm Charlene Bowden host of the It's Just Us radio show, president and founder of It's Just Us Productions. It's Just Us Productions is a cross-media company that produces radio and TV programs that are heard and seen by national and international audiences. Visit our website at ijuproductions.com, follow us on social media, and tune in on the first and third Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the It's Just Us radio show on the Artist First radio network. What's going on, Brandon? How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. Welcome to the show. And just tell everyone a little bit about who you are. What what you be the author of? What's your book name? <laughs> well, first, um, thank you for having me on the show, man. I really, really appreciate it. Um, so as far as me, uh, so the book is named 25 Lessons Learned Before 22. And that is so it's kind of a spin off of the podcast. So I have a podcast called Hood Therapy. And in Hood Therapy, we talk about everything as far as um, mental health, personal development, um, entrepreneurship. We talk about financial literacy, just some of everything to get p- 
people to a place where they are the best versions of themselves. So the book is a spinoff of that for the people who don't really like listening to podcasts, they can read, you know. And so um, the book and my take, I would say, is um, so, you know, we all go through life and in life we have experiences and lessons that we come across to learn. But a lot of times we don't really teach those lessons to the ones around us, um, especially in the time before they go through a situation. So that was my way of getting to a point where I could push the stuff that I've learned in the past few years to people that's not only older than me, but, you know, people that's younger than me. So it's not only for, you know, students and people that's trying to figure out themselves, but for parents that's trying to figure out their, their uh, children or teachers that's trying to figure out their students. So just as, it's just a means of connecting the therapy as a brand together. All right. So I noticed the title is 25 Lessons Before 22. So I'm guessing that your, your book is aiming towards uh, young folk, people who are in their teens and early 20s. Yes. All right. And you, sir, are 22 at this time. So yes, you have a lot of lessons to share. I read the book, folks, and it's a great book. You might want it. So. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about what's in this book. What are you trying to teach uh, our youth coming up? What, what's, what's some of the bigger topics in your book? Um, I think that more importantly are the lessons in the book. So in the way that I wrote the book was more so to try to be not um, like, you know, someone who is, you know, demeaning you or making you feel a way about things that you do, but more so like a brother or a friend you know, it's coming along to just try to teach some of the guidance that I've gained throughout the years. And so it's like, like I said, we all go through experiences and stuff like that. Um, and I think even cooler thing about that is you can learn from other people's experiences. So I think that's what I was trying to uh, push more than anything is that we can learn from each other's experiences. All it takes is us, you know, really humbling each other. I mean, not humbling each other, humbling, our, humbling ourselves, you know, to really make each other greater. So in general, um, the book, as far as the biggest concept, I would say is just personal development. Like I say, just building a person's um, patience, their understanding and wisdom. Um, and just, uh, like I say, just the discovery process in general. So I think that's the majority of what I was trying to hit in the book. So 25 lessons. Let's talk about some of those lessons there. So if you had to pick, let's, let's look at at least two of them right for right now. Out of those 25 lessons, what are the top two that you feel are, are crucially important that people need to understand right now? So I would say the first lesson, which is A is for accountability. And then it's another lesson. I don't know which one it is. Um, but the lesson is materials don't make a man. So I think those would be my, my top two. Uh, accountability and materials don't make a man. So... Being that we are uh, we are we are slanted towards men here on Core Confidence Life, let's look at that. What do you mean by materials don't make make a man? Tell us about that. So, in like the modern day society, I think that a lot of times when it comes to just us as men and how we looked at by um, the people around us, I think that we can fall into a state of. Well, if we don't know where our worth is or who we are as people, I think we can fall into a state of I don't have any worth unless it's assigned to the materials or the things around me. And so when it comes down to that, it just comes to say that you are more than your possessions. You know, you are more than, you know, the nice cars you have or the women you have or the house you have. Because when you think about it, none of those things really keep you happy or warm at night. So 
it's like when it comes down to it, the materials are cool. You know, they're good. But it's just more to life than the materials that, you know, we have to offer. And sometimes we get comfortable in the materials. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong, you know, because we do work hard. You know, we do deserve to spur sometimes. But when it comes to that making the whole of you, um, I just say that's it, it's, it's more of a facade than it actually is um, a help. Mm, so what what kinds of examples are you giving in your book to illustrate um the value of a person over their material possessions and not to define their manhood by material possessions? Um, so I think a big one would be in like relationships or dating in general. Um, as far as, you know, a man is coming and he's courting maybe a female um, or, you know, a woman and or whoever he is courting. And a lot of times it comes down to where are you at financially? You know, like where do you what do you bring to the table financially? And I think the hard part of that is just because someone brings the, a, a, a nice financial gain to the table doesn't mean that they are able to slack in other areas. And so I think um, it's just important to understand that while finances are a big part of you know a relationship and you know just how we live on a day to day basis, um, it's not really meant to be used in the sense where it's like it's the foundation of something you know mm-hmm. yeah interesting it is a very good message that you're delivering there about because we do we get caught up and as men we're expected you you're supposed to be the breadwinner we're supposed to have this position you're supposed to have all these cars and all these good looking things and and the mm-hmm. women and you know i got a huge i got a huge donkey dick like all these different things and really it's about who you are on the inside what type of man are you on the inside if 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 everybody if you were to have your money stripped away and your car and your clothes stripped away what who would you be sitting there you know with no possessions no home naked are you who would you be then right and then it's like if you was to lose it all are you able to get it all back you know Yes. Can you start over and rebuild? Do you have the in? Do you have what it takes on the inside to um, rebuild the things that you may have lost? So, yeah, that that's a good one. And so the other one you spoke about is accountability. So does that mean just counting one, two, three? What what's accountability, Mister Smith? <laughs> so accountability is um, taking thought, or you know, just what is the word I'm thinking of. Um, taking is maybe fault. Maybe I just use fault. Um, just taking the fault or taking, you know, your words and your actions as literal. And so when it comes to the things that we say, the things that we do, a lot of times I think that you don't really feel that there's consequences for those things. And so when it comes to being accountable, I think it's very important for us, um, just as people, just to understand that our words and our actions may impact people differently, you know? And so it just comes to a point where it's like, in a sense, um, I know some of us have heard the saying, read the room. Um, I think that's very important as far as accountability. And it kind of teaches that you can't just say anything or do anything in front of anybody, expect it to just be okay. And so it just comes to a point where it's like, think before you act, you know, think before you speak um, because it'll save a lot of hassle down the line. All right. So 
Accountability is one. Now, give, now I like the whole top three. What, what is another lesson out of 25 that you would promote that young men should really get to know and try to develop into? Another lesson. Let's see. So, um, lesson seven, sacrifice is essential for elevation. I would say it's one that's uh, really, really big to me. Mm. So tell us more about sacrifice for elevation. What is what is what does that mean? Sacrifice? What what do I have to give up, Mr. Smith? What are you talking about? Um, the, so sacrifice is um, so it's it's kind of like two ways to think about it, right? So when it comes to the things that we want, um, a lot of times they are not as we think they are, right? And so when it comes to that, um, either you can sacrifice for the things that you want. Or you can settle for them. So, set when you go. I'm going to talk about settling first. So, if you was to settle for something, then that's just to say, you know, I have my wants and my needs, but I would just put them to the side, you know, just because I can get something because it's here right now. But sacrifice is understanding that you can give up something, you know, and maybe the other person, the other party, can give up something, or even just giving up something in general, right? So it's like, for instance, you have a friend, you know, you have a friend, you know, for a few years. Um, maybe things are just not, you know, y'all just not on the same uh, frequency anymore. Y'all just not on the same way. So if that friendship was to end, there's another friend somewhere coming along who is a better fit for you where you are at this, at this space in this, you know, place right now, you know, to where they will understand you to where they help you get to where you want to be, you know, and it's to say, yeah, you lost one friend, but you gained something better. So it's like when it comes to elevation, sometimes you have to give off something small, you know, to gain something that's major in the long run. And I think that's kind of big because it's like, we don't really want to give up the things around us. Like nothing. Most people don't want to give up things around us. Most people are comfortable where they are. They don't really want to change um, as far as the people around them, things that they have, their possessions, et cetera, et cetera. But I think it's important, like I said, to understand that it's not necessarily a bad thing to give up something small to gain something greater in the long run. That's very interesting. It's a very important point you're making there with um, settling versus going for what you really want. I think a lot of people, we, we do settle for things like we, we settle for relationships. We like you said, we settle for friendships. We settle for what we know and what's familiar instead of saying, you know what, I'm going to maybe um, do what I can do to get something better than where I am yeah. now because we kind of get just comfortable um, with what we are because it's familiar. And so when you're talking about uh, sacrificing, maybe putting some things aside temporarily, like you said, maybe breaking up with that person who you're settling for, eh, they're okay. Well, why, why yeah. are you settling for something that's okay when you can have something more? Um, so that's, that's what it sounds like um, is coming from what you are saying. Just thinking about um, what you want. This goes back to what we was first talking about when it comes to what a man is without the material possessions. So who are you um, and who are you really about? And once you know who you are about, like what do you want, then it'll be less hard for you to settle and you'll be more willing to maybe work a little extra hard, spend a little bit extra time to do something so where you can get what you need or want down the line, what you really want, not what society tells you you want or not what you feel you should settle for. 
All right. No, that's very true, man. And like you say, I think it comes down to our mental and just believing that we are worthy of the things that we ask for, you know? It's like, if you don't know that you, you don't know your value or you don't know the things that, um, you know, you deserve as a person, then a lot of times you don't know what to look out for. And so, like you say, it comes down to really understanding yourself, understanding what you want and what you need as a person. And it's important to really cater to your needs. You know, it's like, even as men, a lot of times our needs are not necessarily catered to her, you know, catered to a lot of times we cater to other people's needs, other people's wants, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that per se, but just to say, sometimes you got to put some of that back into you, you know, see what you want, see what you need. Sometimes, you know, spoil yourself a little bit, you know? Yeah. Well, this is more, this is more, this is about self care um, and really putting yourself first and putting yourself first does not mean selfish. Selfish is a kind of a different thing. When you put yourself first, when you really prioritize what you need and want to be able to be happiest and be able to function well, then you can put other people first because you got to be good before you can help other people be good. You know, um, and even if because we are carrying scars, because so we're all wounded in some way. So don't think you have to be perfect. No one's saying that you got to be perfect because we're all growing. But as long as you're like doing what you can not to settle, to know yourself as well as you can in the moment because it's a continuing process and really pay attention and stay conscious of who you are moment by moment. That way, when you feel you have a certain amount of personal balance, um, you are you have the room, the space to uh, maybe help somebody else out who's moving along their process. So, you know, that's that's what's up. So the book you said earlier was a supplement to the podcast. So talk to us about what goes on on your podcast, Hood Therapy. What who goes on there? What goes on there? And yeah, can you set that whole thing up for us? <laughs> um, so Hood Therapy is a podcast that I started in November of 2019. So coming up on two years. And the reason why I started is because so I had two other podcasts before, but it was with co-hosts. Um, but it was something that kept pulling me towards podcasting or just speaking in general. And so um, when it comes to hood therapy, it all started as a means of me just speaking. Right. So I'm, at first I'm speaking. I'm like, bro, why would people even want to listen to me? You know, why would people even want to, you know, like, what do I have to really give to, to the ones around me? And so it took me really getting over that fear, um, really starting. Um, and once I started, you know, it kind of started with like personal development. So I'm like, you know, I really like personal development. I really like helping people be better versions of themselves, et cetera, et cetera. So I kind of started with a few episodes, you know, introducing myself, you know, and um, it turned into talking about mental health, you know, talking about entrepreneurship, um, financial literacy, you know, having guests on there. So uh, I had a few guests on there. Some of them are, you know, just friends. Some of them are people I know. But then some of them are people who are actively in the field. So um, it just comes to a point where it's like when it comes to our healing, you know, and the things that we want to better for ourselves. I think a lot of times it takes us making an initiative or pushing an initiative to get it done. And who better than someone who is actively, you know, talking to the people around, you know, networking to have, you know, a show where it's like, you know, you think about it. Right. So I went to school for psychology. I'm a psychology major. It was all cool. But the thing that pushed me away from psychology was that a lot of psychologists in the field don't have the experiences of knowing, you know, they can have sympathy for you. You know, they can feel bad for you, but they don't really have the experience to be like, I was in those shoes before. 
I understand exactly what you come or I know exactly where you're coming from. And so it's like me, you know, me learning from the experiences that I've been through and from people I've been around. I'm like, why not, you know, just use my voice to something great. It's like a fucking help the ones around me, you know, then why not? Because it's like, I'm always doing life coaching. Even before I started the business, I was always doing life coaching, helping people with their problems, you know, just trying to get them to be better versions of themselves. And so it's caused me to get to a point where I kind of asked myself, why not expand it into something greater? where I can probably help, like, you know, the world one day. So that's where it kind of started at. So right now it's just a place where um, also, I think also to add to that, you know, when we think about therapy, it's just not something that we really want to cater to. And so um, I think it makes it easier to have a podcast where you could just actually listen to somebody and not feel like you have to self-disclose and not feel like you have to be put on the spot, et cetera, et cetera. So, it's just a means of helping us, like I say, all be greater versions of ourselves, but it didn't always start that way. You know, it kind of had to expand to where it is now. So you've got this, uh, the book, you, which is on sale right now at uh, what you're <laughs> well, on Amazon, but we'll get to that. Uh, and yeah. you also have got the podcast. And I've, I've been on the podcast, too. Um, I think last year, I think I was on your yeah, show. Sure. Yeah. So, and what's behind that? Like you're, you're, you're a young man. You've got all this knowledge. You've already put out a book. You've already done all these things and you're still in your early twenties. So what, what's going on? What's going on with you, young man? So what, what motivated you to really get into the personal development field and put out books and try to educate other young men on, on just, just really finding themselves? What, what got you on that journey? Um, so I'll answer that question with a quote. So the quote um, says, be who you needed as a child. And I think that that kind of resonated with me in a sense where it's like, we all need help at some point in time in life, right? You know, and as men, a lot of times we don't really have either um, the initiative to ask for the help or we just don't have the environment to ask for the help. And so I think, even for the people who don't ask for help, it's important, like I say, to understand that we can learn from each other, but then there's nothing wrong with receiving help. You know, it's nothing wrong with, you know, taking advice from someone around. So it just comes to a point where it's like, like I say, um, if we want to heal the problems that we have within our community, it takes us stepping up, you know, and really getting to that point where, you know, we can actively get out there and help the people around us, you know, and so. Like I say, I always have kind of been doing like therapeutic stuff, you know, just helping people with their problems and stuff like that. Um, it's just something that I like doing. And so, like I, like I say, why not expand it into something greater? You know, if I can help people around the world, you know, then why not? You know, it's like you get the experience, you get to travel, you get to, you know, figure out yourself. But then you also get to help people be a greater version of themselves. So it's like, in a sense. Um, it doesn't really feel like work because it's just something that I simply enjoy doing. All right. So you, you mentioned earlier that um, you had to overcome certain amounts of fear and wonder, wondering about whether you really can make an impact. So what have mm -hmm. been some of your personal challenges that you had to overcome to move into the public eye? Or what are some of the challenges you faced as a young man that maybe you wish someone was there to guide you on? Like what, 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 what were your personal hurdles, Mr. Smith? 
so I was gonna say number one is age. So when I first started like life coaching as a business, it was hard to do it. And it's just that people was like, you know, you are 22. Like, what can you teach me about life? You know, so that's definitely one of the hurdles. But then I think also just understanding that I'm not a robot, you know. So when it comes down to, you know, the work that I put in, you know, or the people that I talk to, um, a lot of times it's effortless. It's not really anything that I have to think about. But I think as far as me, um, it's kind of hard because I don't, I'm not going to say I don't have boundaries as far as like how much I can help a person, but sometimes it gets to a point where it's like, I want to help so much that it takes too much out of me. And so I think that it was important for me to just understand that I, it's some days where you have to take a self-care day, you know, some days you have to rebalance yourself Some days you have to just sleep the whole day away and that's okay. You know, there's nothing wrong with getting to a point where, you know, you can re-energize yourself because like you said earlier, if you don't have it to give to yourself, then how can you give it to someone else? So it just came down to a point where I was just understanding that um, it's okay to take a break. You know, it's okay to take a week off. It's okay to take a month off. It's okay to get yourself together. It's okay not to be okay, you know. But I think it's important um, to really know, ask yourself why you are feeling that way. And then when it comes to the why, you know, just finding a way to eliminate that root cause of it. Sure. So what are some of the um, insecurities that you personally had to overcome, like personal insecurities that you would say that you've lived through yourself, that you can identify with maybe somebody else that has some of the same personal um, questions about themselves? I would just say the fear of not being worthy enough to do what your calling is. Um, and it's a crazy, crazy feeling. Um, I forget what the syndrome is called, uh, but it's actually a word for it. Um, but when you just think about being called for something, having this great idea, you know, or having this piece of passion inside of you, but just not feeling you worthy to really get to a point where you can really do something great with it. You know, I think that's one of the greatest things um, that hold people back is just the fear of not only what other people say or the fear of not being successful. Um, and that has caused me when I first started to really think about like, damn, like what if people don't listen to the podcast or what if people think about this? Like, why is, why is it even, you know, like who would give you the position or the authority to really, you know, do this as a person. But I think it's important to understand that a lot of our content is not for us. You know, like the content is not for us. Yes, we make the content. Yes, we edit the content. Yes, we uh, publish it. But the content is not for us. So when it comes to just some of the fears that we have, sometimes those fears are only in our head, you know. And so I had to just learn that um, when it comes down to it, people will say what they want. People will naturally be attracted to what they like. People will naturally, you know, thrive to you if they feel like you are bringing some type of value, you know. And so I think it just came to a point where I was like, I'm going to take all of my criticism out and just put the content out and see what happens, you know? And that has caused me to now we, what, a year and a half, man, you know, not even just podcasting anymore. So sometimes it just causes you to, um, that fear causes you to get to a point where you have to just jump. You know, you don't know where you're jumping or how you're jumping, but you just have to jump. And after you jump, you realize that it's not as bad as you thought it was. 
Mm, okay, so overcoming um, self doubt, and you were probably looking for the imposter syndrome type word, yes, sir. And, and just really questioning who who am I? Yeah, who who the hell am I to tell anybody anything? What did I ever do? So you said that you had to overcome that, and the way you overcame that was just kind of jumping in. So what kind of uh, do you have any particular methods or ways of thinking that you use to um, to move forward, to keep yourself energized every day, to uh, try to minimize the imposter syndrome stuff? What do you do to keep yourself on point? So I say meditation is one thing that I do a lot. Um, keeping in contact with people who are on the same frequency as you and everybody won't necessarily be on the same frequency as you. Um, it's not necessarily a bad thing per se, but just keeping people um, in your circle who believe in the things that you are doing and are willing to help you or support you when it comes to getting out of that space and achieving your dreams. Um, and then also just like getting out in nature. Like one thing that I like to do is really get out in nature. Um, and so like I go to the beach, I go to the park, you know, or, you know, just something like that. Just a way to calm my mind, um, calm anxiety. Because a lot of times, um, it's not necessarily, um, you know, like where it comes to a point where, you know, you feel like everything is kind of going to fall apart, you know, in your mind. But it's like when you think about it, our thoughts, they do have power. So, you know, we don't necessarily always control our thoughts, but we just have to get to a point where they don't control us all the time. Mm. Mm, so that, that's that's good. Relaxation, just getting away from all the noise, trying to be with yourself, meditation, nature, beach, solitary time. Um, th those are good tactics. Those are good tactics. Um, so what other tactics do you use? Are there any other methods or anything else in particular that relaxes you, helps you clear your mind? Uh, probably just talking to, like I said, like-minded people, um, just finding a way to get back to myself you know because it's not like you feel like you flowing so i think in a sense it's important for us to get back to a way where we can ground ourselves and so different people do that in different ways but you know, like i say nature talking to people meditating that type of stuff yeah so you're writing about um 25 things to know you know you you're just starting out at everything you got a great running start here so from your perspective and your point right now how would you describe manhood? What what is what is a man so far in your perception? Um, to be honest, that's something that I say like I'm not necessarily a hundred percent sure of. But as far as like what I know now, um, I do know that a man that the definition of manhood has been changing it's never really the same any man that you ask no two men will like have the same answer they may have similar answers but like it's never the same and so like when i think about that in manhood um i think that when it comes to manhood um some of the adjectives i think about it's like vulnerable um patient understanding uh ambitious like you know people say like protector and provider but our, 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 our mothers do the same thing, you know? So it's like when it comes to just a man in general, um, like I say, um, patient, vulnerable, understanding, um, within the chairs, wisdom, within the helping people around, uh, great character, you know, like when it comes to manhood in general, like I say, it's something that I'm still kind of figuring out just because there's so many different definitions of what it is. 
Um, but when it comes down to a man in general, I don't necessarily, you know, as society thinks a man is defined by the things that he has on the outside, um, I personally think it's defined on who he is internally. Yeah, absolutely. We do attribute a lot of uh, external attributes to manhood. We got like manhood symbols, like we were talking about earlier, the car and, and the relationships and just all the outer activities of, uh, are symbols of manhood but that's not really those are just manifestations those may be products of inner uh inner qualities so um you know absolutely there so what really is the future for you right now when it comes to your book when it comes to the podcast or anything else you want to be involved with what do you see um, yourself doing to continue to help teens and young men grow into themselves? I would say really just continuing to expand um, the knowledge that I do have, continuing to expand my network, um, and just getting to a point where my influence is um, at a place where it can grow and thrive and stuff like that. So that means getting out, speaking more, and, you know, getting more involved in the community, you know, and like I say, just building that rapport in general. Um, so I think as far as the therapy, pretty, I don't think it would be much as far as, you know, um, you know, elevating to anything more as far as like, I think photography, um, life coaching, uh, podcasting and like the book are like the four main pillars. So like that'll probably stay, but I do think that the influence and just, you know, the people that we talk to in general, the places that we visit, um, and just the opportunities that we share will continue to grow. Absolutely. So there's a lot of things that uh, um, young men confront when they're growing up. You know, self-esteem is one of them. We talked about that. Um, And identifying ourselves with material possessions and things like that. But young men also deal with things, you know, like uh, crime and sex and drugs and all of those things. So when it comes to that, how do you think young men should handle themselves when it comes to the issue of sex? Like what, what's up with that? How have you navigated those waters for yourself? What do you advise other young men to do when it comes to sex in general? What do you think about all that, uh, that, that general topic? I would say, um, in essence, the way that I would go about it now is, or what I would tell a younger brother is just don't fall into the peer pressure of it all. Um, there's going to be people around you who have sex before you. There's going to be people around you who have sex way after you. And so don't feel pressure to really feel like you have to be a certain age. You know, you have to have a certain length or be this or that, you know, per se, because all of that is just a societal standard. You know, when it comes to sex in general, um, it's a big energy transfer, right? And so I think that's something that we don't talk about when it comes to us having sex. Um I say it's important to test the person that you're having sex with. Um, make sure that they are somebody that you want to share that type of energy with because realize sexual energy is your strongest energy. Um, and, you know, when you think about money or, you know, possessions in general, a lot of times people or the people around us will, um, they will protect their money before they will protect their sexual energy. And I think that's not really best way to go and so like i say sexual energy is more important than anything your time is more important than anything 
And so, like, when it comes down to it, um, like I said, don't feel peer pressure. Make sure that you test the person that you're having sex with. Um, and just don't feel like you have to live up to whatever standard that other people around have for you, you know? So when it's like, when it comes to just, you know, you have to have this certain amount of women or you have to be doing this or doing that. No, don't fall into that. Do what makes you happy. Do what makes you feel happy. And no one else can tell you what makes you feel happy or what makes you happy, but you. And sometimes it takes some experimenting to figure it out, you know, but in whatever you do, make sure that you do it in a safe, um, an effective way that's not going to hurt you, impact you, or anybody else around you. Well, yeah, with, with a couple of things jumped out there. Uh, from well, I, I like the whole, we'll protect our money more than we'll protect our sexual energy. So, you know, we're all about money. we got to make that money, 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 money. You know, we'll, we'll beat it. We'll kill someone over money. But we're not all that conscious of how and where we're using our sexual energy. So if we if we look at our sexual energy as value like like we do with money like watch where you spend money and whatever so watch where you spend your sexual energy watch what you spend your sexual Mm -hmm. energy doing Uh, if we treated that and was more cautious about that then we like we are with money and possessions yeah that 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 definitely could have a a shift um so that that was definitely powerful at least jumped out at me that was powerful how you said um we protect our money more so than our sexual energy uh another thing that came out it was funny you mentioned don't worry about what age you have sex because you know there's all this pressure about you if you haven't done it at whatever like your peers maybe if you're 15 16 years old 17 you haven't had sex yet what huh what's wrong with you like i used to think about that like i used to lie and tell people i had i lost my virginity when i was 10 (laughs) <laughs> now a lot of people i know they lost a lot of dudes they lost their virginity at 13 14 whatever so i used to lie and say that i was 10 that's not true i was 18 but because you know i wanted to look cool you know um now i had i had i've had like oral sex before 18 but as far as like mm. intercourse it didn't happen until 18 so but i told everyone yeah i it was this girl in my mind way and it was daphne Daphne too. What the fuck, <laughs> what the fuck is Daphne? <laughs> what? Man. what the fuck is Daphne? All right. So and yeah, it, her name was just Daphne. Goes to show how, huh? Go ahead. And I was about to say it just goes to show how 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 major peer um, peer pressure is. Yeah, it does. Well, who the fuck do I know is Daphne at ten years old? So her name was Daphne. We were both ten and we both had sex. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And so I kept that up for a while. When did you lose your virginity, Dennis? Yeah, I was ten. A lie. So, um, and the, 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 the woman who I lost my virginity to, her name was nowhere near Daphne. <laughs> so, um, I definitely, I definitely feel, and also you hit on something else, which, uh, is interesting. You mentioned, I think you said your length, as far as your, your penis length, um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of insecurity around that when it comes to men and, um, the size of their penis and things like that. So th- there's definitely some some self-image problems or some insecurity problems with that. So you, you, you packed a lot in there. So what would you say about body image? How would you say uh, should a young man go about his body image? Maybe if he feels he's too big, too skinny, maybe he feels his penis is not the right size. What would you say that will be encouraging? It's like you said before, like a younger brother or something. Um, I would say that 
A lot, well, a lot of times I think it's crazy because a lot of a lot of our thoughts of our body and you know ourselves in general don't come from us. And so I think it's important for him to know that the body that he's in um, is going to continue to change. The body that you are in today will not be the body that you are in tomorrow. Definitely won't be the body you're in next year. And so when it comes to body in general, just realize that the body you are in um, is your skin. And so it's like that's the body that, you know, you are given. Like I say, it's definitely going to change. Um, but it has to be a point where we learn to embrace and love ourselves for who we are. You know, it's like, yeah, I could have an extra this, you know, I could have it. I could be better at this or have a longer this, but you don't, you know. So it's like it comes to a point where we have to accept reality and not necessarily in a bad way, but accept reality to a point where we understand to embrace and love ourselves for what we have today. You know, I think that's more important than think about what you could be or, you know, comparing yourself to, you know, Joe Schmo because of what he has. It's important for us to be individuals. We are ourselves for a reason. And so, like, when it comes down to it, um, individual individuality is power, you know. So you being able to stand by yourself and realize, yeah, I may not have this, you know, I may, yeah, I may not be that, but I am me. I think that has so much more power than fitting into a crowd of people who you probably might not um, click with sometime down the line anyway. Yeah, you, something very important you mentioned right there at the top. You said the our body image is often not really our own. We're going by other people's standards. Right. So when you look at yourself in the mirror and you judge yourself, you're judging yourself through other people's eyes. People are going to mm. think I'm fat. So I believe I'm fat because everyone else is going to say I'm fat because I have a belly. People are going to think I'm too skinny. Right. Or there's a certain size that as a man, I'm supposed to have. I'm supposed to have a bigger penis because I'm a man. And all right. of those all of those factors are put on us by other people. If there were no mm -hmm. judgment of anybody, if, if people just didn't think that way about people's bodies, you wouldn't care. It would just be different sizes. Like we're all different heights. Like you're taller right. than I am. I'm only five. Right. Eight. You're like you're like six one or something. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Hey, Hey, how come he's taller than me? Hey, that's not fair. You know, but the only reason why I would say, Hey, Oh, I feel short is because the societal standards. Oh, well, if you're, you're, if you're a man and you're short, then, ooh, you know, ooh, a woman don't want a man that's five, four. Ooh. So you, you see, we just superimpose all these one size fits all standards onto us. And then we look in the mirror and decide that we don't measure up. You know, mm -hmm. we'll measure up to what? Yeah, thing. right. To who? You know, and who's how? How are who's to say that they are even worth being compared to you in general? You know, it's like when I think about it, the only comparison that we ever have in life is who we used to be and who we want to be in the future. You know, it's always going to be somebody doing better than us. Always going to be somebody doing worse. So it just comes to a point where you have to accept where you are right now and accept that you will move up. You know, sometime down the line. But I think that's where, like, the patience and self-understanding comes in, you know, because it's like, um, like I said, we only get one body, one life, you know. So it's important for us to take care of it, you know, and really appreciate it as much as we can, as long as we can. Absolutely. And so um, along with that, you know, you're targeting young men and everything. So, you know, certain other things are going to come up. So what, what's, what's uh, what do you think that, 
young men should do in, in areas of like drug use and things like that. Cause you know, we know now that, um, you know, weed is all the rage. It's, it's legal now and all, all this carrying on going on. So, so what's up with that? What's up with uh, young men and, you know, weed and, and other types of drugs? What do you think about that? What, what should we all do or, you know, any advice or tips for, as you say, your younger brother? Um, that's an interesting question. I think that's a really, really good question. Um, as far as weed uh, in general, I think a lot of times when it comes to people who smoke weed, you know, some people who smoke weed just because they love weed. You know, that's just something that they just acquired them. You know, people just do they do. Um, but then I think it's other people who come along who use weed as a crutch or as a muse in a sense. And so I think when it comes to using it as a muse or like a getaway or an escape, a lot of times whatever energy that you bring into the smoke session will be expanded after. And so I think it's important to understand that nothing is going to be able, like you may have things that give you some type of temporary escape there is nothing that's going to be able to solve your problems like you will. So it comes to a point where we have to understand that um, a lot of the stuff around us only gives us temporary satisfaction. You know, it's, it's just a lot of distractions around. And like I say, it's nothing wrong with smoking weed, but if you do make sure that you do it in the right mental space and for the right reasons, because going into it, thinking that it's an escape, you know, you didn't smoke 10 blunts and, you still are depressed, you know, you're still sad, you know, you're still anxietized. So I think it's important for us to just understand that um, these things don't necessarily solve our problems as much as they just distract us from them. So it just comes to a point where, like I said, you just have to come into the session, the space with the right energy so that more positive energy is expanded, you know, when you're done. Yeah. Temporary distractions. That's a really good, really good topic. It's important to remember there's a lot of temporary distractions out there. Weed, drugs, sex, all these things uh, are distractions or possible distractions to take us off the road. And and what you said was very uh, profound. Like if you're smoking weed or you're doing anything because you're depressed, you're looking for a way out of something that's not going to help. You know, if you're looking for weed or you're trying to have sex or you're masturbating or you're doing some other habit in if for the purpose of escaping and getting away from things because you're depressed, that's just going to keep you there. Mm -hmm. Now, you now that's a crutch. Now you've learned, you've taught yourself, oh, well, I'm just going to go drown my sorrows in, in drinking rather yeah. than deal with what's really going on. So. I agree with you that none of these things are bad per se, but it, why are you doing it? Right. What's Comes the down to the usage. Yeah. You know, what, like what's your mental behind it? Mm -hmm. Why are you doing it? How much do you do it? Why are you doing it that much? You know, mm -hmm. looking at the motivation behind it. Absolutely. Uh, extra. So what, what's, What's something that you would say just in general, like the first thing that may come to your mind? What's what's a piece of advice you would give the younger brothers out there and even parents that might be listening or even older brothers and or whoever? What's the, what's a good advice you would give to any to any man or anyone who loves or is raising men? Um, in general, um, I would say be patient. 
Um, just understand that we live in a society where there's different stimuli coming from all different directions. So in raising men, you know, you'll have some men who go down one path, and you'll have some men who go down another path. But I think it's important just to understand that just because we go down different paths don't mean that we won't end up in the same place. And so I think as men, a lot of times we don't really get to make mistakes or, um, you know, really get to a point where we can even figure out who we are as a person, what we want as a person, um, just because, like I say, a lot of times we are picking up the problems and the issues and, you know, um, situations that everybody else deal with. And so I would say be patient with him. Um, realize that for men, space is not always necessarily a bad thing. Um, sometimes men get to a place where, they just need space. They just need to be by themselves. You know, they just need to go and, you know, sit at the beach or something like that, sit at the park. You know, it's just, it's a lot of men out here who are truly trying to figure out who they are as people um, and figure out what they want to do, how they want to impact the world. And so, like I say, it's definitely a place where we have to be patient. We have to be understanding um, and just assist in whatever way you can. You know, some men need help and communicating you know some men need help and relationships you know some men need help and being a parent you know it's just like whatever situation that you get in there just make sure that you are able to adapt yourself um to help them in whichever way is needed that's right okay that's cool so how can we how can we get your book let's talk about that book where can we go get where can we go find your book um so it's on amazon as an ebook and a paperback and then it's also on a site called lulu which is like a um a book publishing type of platform um so those are the three places that i have it but then i also have personal copies um you could either find me on my socials which are b from israel um or you can email me at connectbsmith at gmail.com and then i'll sign a copy send it out to you all right how can we hear your podcast podcast the easiest way well i would say is to go to anchor um or just go to google look up a therapy podcast um and you should be able to find episodes so it's on anchor it's on spotify um apple Podcasts, uh google podcast a bunch of little sites that amazon i mean not amazon anchor is affiliated with um where they push up platforms so um it's a few places but the easiest way would be to just get to anchor and then see what platforms they offer as an extension to themselves. All right. Well, definitely. It was definitely great having you on the show. We covered a lot of different topics, and I really hope that uh, um, people took a lot of value because there was a lot of value here with, uh, with talking to you. So I appreciate your time and stopping by the studio. Well, virtually. <laughs> yeah man i appreciate you having me man this is um a really 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 good show man i really enjoy being here if you'd like to be a guest on core confidence life to share your talents resources or life lessons just go to cclpodcast.com that's cclpodcast.com and click on be a guest